0: I don't know why i'm obsessed with this character so much but like he delights me to no end
1: <laughs> no yeah marion's innocence julia's corruption horror movie survival
0: guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook
1: from college which meticulously kept track of every horror film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and how to ensure we end up as, as the, the final girl, girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook. Breaking them down one by one, geeking
0: out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately, ultimately illuminating the path, path to survival.
1: Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Movie Survival Guide podcast, the first podcast from Indie Popcorn recording here at the Circus. I'm Marion Kerr. I'm Julia Marchesi. And today, we have a treat for you. We're so excited. This is episode two. Pretty we are going to talk about...
0: Final Exam. Final Exam. The name of this episode, mmm, Shades of Watergate. That'll make sense later. Trust us. That'll make sense. It will. Final Exam is one of my very favorite horror movies, and uh, we discovered this film in our year-long quest, our senior year of college. This is 1990...
1: no 2000. Mm -hmm. Sorry.
0: 2000. Uh, And we had decided to watch every horror movie in the horror movie section of our local video store, Mm -hmm. uh, Gold Star Video, in Orange County, California. Started a horror movie notebook, logged all those puppies in. Uh, Final exam came to us in a long, dry spell where we've been watching some terrible, terrible films. And if you've ever had to watch – we didn't have to. That's the thing. We just chose (laughs) to watch – terrible films. We were trying,
1: uh, we were trying.
0: And we had heard uh, Final Exam, uh, Randy mentions Final
1: Exam in, in Scream, Scream Two. 2. Yeah, he has this whole list, so uh, just before Randy gets it in Scream 2, which should not be a spoiler for anybody if you're listening to this, but um, he, the uh, the Ghostface Killer asks him what his favorite scary movie is and, uh, and rattles he Rattles off a list. He rattles off a list, and one of them, but a lot of them were movies that I did not think at the time were real movies. It was like, Splatter University, Final Exam, graduate. Graduation day, like just all these movies that I'm like, there's just like Kevin Williamson just made these things up. There's not. And then when we were going through and we looked at all the box, we saw Final Exam and I was like, oh, that's one. That's a real one. And
0: uh, speaking of Kevin Williamson, he has a lot to uh, thank Radish about. So Randy, if you've seen Scream, is a character who loves horror movies and who knows all of the tropes and, and has learned uh, kind of like we have mm-hmm. where we wanted to learn how to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we watched Final Exam where the real best horror character ever is. His name is Radish and he uh, is Randy but 20 years earlier and Mm. all more awesome and totally uh, gets that there are just psychopaths kind of you could be killed at any time, and yes. he, he is ready for this. So Final Exam was made in 1981. It's directed by Jimmy Houston, mm-hmm. and uh, starts out as, you think it's kind of just the usual university, college, campus. Yeah, it takes place
1: on a college campus uh, where it is Lanier, midterms. linear
0: College, Final yeah.
1: Exams. Final Exam, yeah. So where it's like, but it's like they're doing, everyone's doing their tests, and then everyone's leaving campus, so the campus is like half empty. So you have sort of like, you know, your half dozen core college kids that are on this like semi-empty campus, and... Things and go wrong. Things might start to go wrong. So
0: um, we have a our, our main character her name is Courtney. Another another name ending in Y. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, Cecil Baghdadi? Who is a very very unremarkable and yet very likable uh, totally. main character. Uh-huh. And you know she's cruising along, and you're like, okay. And then Radish shows up. Yeah. So okay. So the thing for me about Radish that's so amazing, and like I I cannot tell you how much I'm obsessed with this character. I made a T-shirt in college when we watched this movie and it, it said radish rocks and I would walk around like so proudly wearing it all the time and nobody knew what it meant They're like radish rocks what does that, just, like, that super mean individual. I was like final like yeah. you uh, have to watch it <laughs> um, but the great thing one of the so you know radish is he's very very smart he's Listens to show tunes. He he's sort of like the gay
1: best friend of Courtney. Kind, it, kind of, of the gay best friend, or... but not gay. No, he, he, he has a he's super in,
0: crush he's on her. In love with Courtney. Uh-huh. Um, but he um, knows he knows the score, and he he's not kidding himself. So, um, I've written down one of his speeches here because I just want to let you know what, what this is. What Radish is about. Mm-hmm. His his kind of stance in the movie. Senseless murders are a modern phenomenon. Can I help it if everybody's crazy? People are killed every day for no reason at all. Perfect strangers wake up in the morning and decide, I think it's a good day to snuff somebody. There are people who eat in our restaurants with us, who use our highways and vote for the president, which probably explains something about him too. I'm not paranoid. I'm just facing unhappy facts.
1: Yeah, so this is like this great like monologue that he like is just sort of telling Courtney in kind of the early days of the movie. That's just like, look, people are crazy. Crazy stuff happens for no reason and that's just how life is and you got to be ready and Courtney's like okay I think I'll be over here
0: but it's it's the first oh, i think self-aware kind of horror character that I had ever really seen that who really like knew was yeah. knew what was going on um and this so uh, you know this is was- Mm post-Vietnam so you have a lot of kind of paranoia going on anyway and to have a character who starts out as kind of like oh he's just like a weird paranoid guy but then like actually no he's the only person who actually knows what's going on and um, figures kind of trying to figure that out so
1: um, Radish I love you. (laughs) You're awesome. I love you you're awesome. And we were Julie and I were also talking about this that we feel like uh, Kevin Williamson got a lot of flack for sort of making the character self-aware and there was sort of a lot of People that thought horror movie fans that kind of thought like when you do that with the characters that you take a lot of the fun out of it. Like if they know precisely what's going on and they reference horror movies while they're in a horror movie and all this kind of stuff that there's something about that where like you your scream losing. kind of like yeah ruined and that, it And that it was totally Kevin Williamson's fault. And when we watched this, I was like, no, like this is a character who's literally saying like the horrors that exist in the world, this is how the world works. And then precisely all those things play out in the movie. So this idea of characters being self-aware is not something that's unique to Kevin Williamson, nor that he created. It's something that existed in 1981 in this like little scene gem of a horror film. Yes.
0: Yeah. So you have Radish. You also have we also have another character named Wild Man. Yeah. Uh, so there is a there is a fraternity, the Gammas, that fi- feature prominently in this film, um, and Wild Man is. One of the, I mean, you got Animal House, so I'm not going to say he's like the best fat guy ever, but you yeah. know, he's up there with, with, with those kind of characters. And there's a, a scene in which Wild Man, we see him in the fraternity house. So he, in this order, horks some whipped cream, spits mm-hmm. it up all over, eats from a random bucket of chicken that's just sitting in his room, eats a bite, throws the chicken on the floor, then sprays deodorant over his clothes and into his mouth. And then gargles with whiskey and spits
1: it on the floor. Mm-hmm. This is just in a scene while he's talking to another character. Yeah. He also has another great quote that we like. Whenever the phone rings in the Gamma House, uh, he, it'll be like, ring, ring. And he answers it. And he goes, Gamma House, test your pills. Like, amazing. amazing. So The
0: Fraternity is an interesting angle in this movie. Because in the beginning, everything's cr- cruising along pretty well. You're like, oh, this is a normal horror film. And then there's a terrorist attack. Yeah, you have a scary rape van full of masked men <laughs> with machine guns who come out into the quad and start shooting people. Mm-hmm. Which in 1981 is one thing; in 2017 is yeah. a totally different thing, and yeah. it just completely takes you out of everything. And it's just so insane and not what you expect to see in yeah. a horror movie at all. And it's not shot
1: in like a goofy way; like no. it's shot like it's really happening. Like that's like a thing. And um. of course,
0: radish. Uh, alarmed uh is very alarmed and and yells out the psychopaths are here and knows what to do and immediately calls the police Mm -hmm. um we have in final exam one of my favorite cop characters of all time he's basically just like it sounds really mean but he's just like a big pig in human form and he's like you know (laughs) and he's got this kind of just this face and this amazing accent and uh, multiple shooting and yeah. like he just comes out with his little like swagger and uh he's
1: very like dukes of hazard he like. is
0: very dukes of hazard mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's so awesome yeah.
0: um so it turns out um that the
1: it's a harmless fraternity prank yeah a terrorist attack you know for fun we take automatic rifles and pretend to murder everybody on campus and i think they steal they kidnap two pledges is that they, right? they
0: so the pledges have squibs That's right. And so, like, that's who they're shooting. And so then they kidnap and take the bodies away with them so they can all party later. Correct. And then
1: they get in the van. then as they're driving in the van, everyone, like, gets up from being fake dead and just starts laughing. And Julie and I were like... What? what? And they're like, um, oh, call it a Friday. That's the, there we go.
0: That's harmless fraternity prank. Uh, just a a, kind of a different, a different time period <laughs> where I don't think people would laugh and think that was really funny.
1: No, like I think no. you'd go to jail for that now. Like I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure you'd go to jail for that. Um, so then, uh, but then murders start to happen. So then we start seeing um, kind of one by one we meet We meet Courtney, we meet Radish, we meet other people that live in their dorm, and then we meet people from the Gammas and all the fraternities, so you have this A-plot, B-plot of the two groups of people, and then this sort of faceless guy shows up, you see in shadows, you see in, in kind of dark form stalking people. And then eventually starts kind of offing them one by one by one.
0: So you get that kind of early horror movie, like we're not really going to show you the killer kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you you see you know you see he's a big dude. He's mm-hmm. got kind of a, like a rubber soul esque Beatles uh, haircut, and yeah, he's got uh, like
1: a, like an army jacket and an kind of army name. jacket on. Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: we we see him. So we have uh, so we have the fraternity mm-hmm. so we have the pledges mm-hmm. um there's a there's a fantastic scene in this film in which the fraternity prank if you pin a girl mm-hmm. you you are then treed right now treeing <laughs> means that they are going to strip you to your underwear your tidy whities mm-hmm. uh tie you to a tree cover you with cream and pour ice down your underwear
1: yeah and then leave you there
0: and then leave you there until your girl can come save you correct um okay. which i just think would just you would just horribly free somebody's Nuts off, yeah, right?
1: I mean, like, the, the the fraternity situation in this movie is so aggressive. Like, it's very aggressive. I don't know if this is, like, the deal in Frass in the early 80s or what. But it's like, that's you what, have to want it. That's every
0: horror character. is just, like, I a frat guy from the 80s, right? But I
1: feel like this is the most aggressive frat of, like, any horror movie I've ever seen. I'm like, look, I don't know what you get for being a Gamma in this movie, but it better be pretty incredible. Because, like, the tree, the pretending to be shot to death, like, all these things, it's just... It's
0: a lot. And we also have a, um, a sex with teacher B-plot. Naturally. Of Courtney's roommate who mm-hmm. is uh, who's going through college the easy way.
1: Mm-hmm. Nobody
0: cares what your grades are when you get out of school. Yeah, so and you're like, and time. then I watched that and I went, oh, she's kind of right. <laughs> oh. Nobody does care. <laughs> I tried so hard; it means nothing. Maybe I,
1: I should have slipped my way to the top. but
0: <laughs> yeah, I should have choices.
1: <laughs> um, but then we, but then we, the, the guy who who plays her professor is like the super '80s professor with like elbow patches, white man afro, this absurd mustache. Oh, it's that's bad just mustache. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Um, so yeah, so basically people start getting, so like guy who gets treated gets picked off, uh, girl who's sleep, Courtney's roommate who's sleeping with teacher gets picked off. Um, wild man, sadly.
0: Oh, but there, yeah. but there, there, there's lots of little kind of creative touches in all yeah. of these. Um, mm-hmm. wild man, uh, is, is killed in, in the gym in a, with a variety of gym equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have the, uh, basketball team kind of scoreboard yeah. that scores one. For yeah. The, for the visitor.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that That's a great sequence here where like the counter turns on and then like the countdown goes for like a quarter ending. And then, yeah, when it kind of goes down to zero and then wild man's killed, it's like visitor one. Like, yeah. It's, it's little touches. And
0: then we have Radish who, who, who starts to figure out what's going on. Radish yeah. finds a body of one of the nameless frat guys, uh, in the locker, mm-hmm. uh, runs called the sheriff who of course thinks it's a joke because he had called earlier about the terrorist attack, right. which was actually a joke. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Radish is just decides he's going to take charge himself.
1: Yeah, he actually he's, says, "Fine, I'll handle this myself." And slam hangs up the phone um and then runs out of there. So it's essentially it's at that point I think it's basically like Radish and Courtney are kind of and Courtney doesn't even seem to be aware of what's going on till like very late in no, the movie. There's a lot
0: of just Courtney wandering.
1: Or Courtney doing homework. It's like Courtney, it's so Julie and I have sort of this this discussion about whether or not this really should be a final boy or a final girl movie. Maybe it's just we're slightly biased with our obsession with Radish, but like Radish is the one who's kind of in it from the beginning, and literally Courtney, who's meant to be sort of the heroine, is just kind of wandering for like half the movie. And it's not till like very late in the game does she even become aware of like everyone's being murdered around me. And
0: as you know, as you probably could predict, we we think that the filmmaker made a grave error. Yeah. I do, I do. Um, as, as as happened with Randy in Scream, uh, Radish is is killed yeah. in this film. But um, but
1: but trying to save Courtney. Trying to save Courtney. Noble But, but it's just, you got the best character,
0: man. Like, yeah. what are you going to, I don't, Yeah, I don't know what, it, I don't know why I'm obsessed with this character
1: so much, <laughs> but like he delights me to no end. No, yeah. I don't know. I also feel like what's kind of fun about this movie too is I feel like, you know, we would see a lot of these movies, the sort of like early 80s Sort of made on the cheap kind of horror films were like all the characters are just very like bland, like very like murk, murk. And I feel like between, you know, the actor who plays Wild Man and the actor who plays Radish and, and even Courtney, even though she's kind of super boring, but there's something, I don't know, kind of vaguely interesting about her, they just had a bunch of interesting people and a bunch of interesting characters. And I feel like you just, I don't know. I feel like they made these movies so fast; they probably weren't even really thinking about that, you know. And maybe they weren't thinking about it here either. But we like to think that they
0: were—that this was well thought out—and
1: and or they just got really lucky. I have no <laughs> idea. You know what I mean? Like they just got super
0: lucky. But the uh, the thing, you know, beyond all the cool characters, the thing for me that clinches this film is um, the reveal at the end. So there's yeah. some debate about the about the ending. What we thought the ending was, and what other people think the ending was, we don't know. But we'll tell you what we think because this is this was our take. And you can tell us if we're wrong. I'm if, open to that. If you yeah, if you mm. want to argue it, we are arguing about horror movies is like that's what Twitter's joy, for. So like come on us. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, as 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 the killer closes in on Courtney near the end, um, we have some excellent cams. There's a dumb waiter cam which I'm a particular fan of. Yeah. Um, so Courtney manages to lock the the killer in the freezer, and then out of another door comes the killer again. But is mm-hmm. it the killer again? Right. Because we think it's identical twin killers.
1: Because So so when it first happened, we were like, there's no way he's out there. We're like, are there two killers? And so the, the movie happened, and later we would go back and watch it again, and there was a time, too, where like two murders basically happened back-to-back back on two opposite ends of campus. And a lot of times it looked like the killer was played by a stuntman that you're not really meant to see, but a lot of times it really looks like it's definitely not the same guy. And so... You know, I guess unless it's, like, some really dodgy screenwriting. Like, I kind of think they're, like, that freezer moment is meant to show us that there's two of them. That it's two guys. there's one
0: who gets locked in the freezer and there's another one that's been waiting around the corner. So you have identical twin killers. Which, like, what? Which is bitchin'. What? (laughs) um, And then we never find out who they are. Yeah. Which
1: I think is badass. No, it's it's pretty great. Because essentially, like, there's no... You never really see his face... Courtney's never, when it's down to Courtney and the killer, there's no like, why are you doing this? Why are you? It's just like, which again, makes sense. But I feel like in movie tropes, it's always like, before they kill you, you ask them why. And it's like, and because of Radish's speech, like, who cares why? Yeah, like, and that's the thing that's so totally. great about Radish
0: is that he says in the beginning, people are curled every day for no reason. There's crazy people out there everywhere. And so it kind of sets you up totally. for this killer that has... and. Never says a word. Mm-hmm. We have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. Just decided to come on campus with his identical twin brother and kill a bunch of people.
1: And nobody, none of the characters ask him why. Like, like there's no, like, the idea of, like, motivation, like, somebody was mean to me as a child, or I, I was burned by people's parents, Veteran or of Vietnam,
0: we have no idea. Whatever.
1: But, it, like, it doesn't even come up. And I feel like a lot of times, even in the, con- you know, conception of these kind of movies, it's like, okay, so there's a guy going around and killing people. Why is he doing that? This movie's like... Who cares? Like, forget it. Like, it just, it doesn't matter. It's like the least interesting thing about it. And I'm like, fair play, Final Exam, fair play. And I can't think of another horror movie that has the guts to do that. Totally. To just
0: to kind of take the killer out of it. And it's a horror movie. So yeah. what do you do? get when you, but it works. No, it totally works. Um, so I used to work at the New Beverly Cinema. We programmed Final Exam at the New Beverly. And this led to, because I geeked out about Radish, you know, Ed, and just in, 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 very enthusiastically, um, I was actually ended up doing the DVD commentary for final exam, which was a dream that I cannot even tell you how much that excited (laughs) me. Um, I wore my Radish Rocks t-shirt to the taping, and I got to meet Joel S. Rice, who who plays Radish, and he looked a little weirded out and he saw my t-shirt and he was like, Oh, did you make that for today? And I'm like, no, no, I've had this shirt for years. I wear it all the time. And I think and he that- took one step back. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, so I didn't think, I don't think he realized how much of, how much radish could touch, could touch a girl. <laughs> that sounds dirty, but the, here we are. Um, so something I asked, um, when we were doing this DVD commentary, so my, my twin theory is on the commentary. So I like to think that I've like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's out, out there, there now. <laughs> um, so there's a there's a at the end uh, the coach comes in to try to help Courtney and shoots an arrow at the killer who catches it and because so, you know you have a crossbow in your car yeah well coach, they they, they set you. it up earlier that yeah, coach yeah. likes to go crossbow hunting because this is North this Carolina where this will they come are. in handy later Oh, crossbow hunting um, so I asked them how that how they did that and uh, Jimmy Houston the director is like oh he just caught it and I'm like you shot an arrow from a crossbow and the guy caught it he's like yeah They're like. Okay, I didn't so, think humans did that. End of conversation. But um, there you are. So for all you for all you fun exam fans, like I just actually caught that error. That arrow. actually happened. Yeah. Um, this film is so fun. It is super fun. I highly highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, when we when we rated it through our, our 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 rating system for our horror movie notebook, we both gave it a five. Definitely. Uh, but it does get a three for gore.
1: Which I think is fair, and that's not like a, that's not like a. I, I, and I don't feel like I would have liked this. Well, I mean, I'm biased, but I, I don't feel like I would have liked this movie if it was gorier. Like it's that would have just been. It doesn't really need it. it. Need it yeah. Well, and the thing I think, you know.
0: Horror, modern horror for me, a lot of times, I, I there have been very few films that have come out in the last 10 years that have, like, blown my mind. Mm-hmm. I can count them on probably on two hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the reason for that is that you don't get interesting characters and you yeah. don't care about them. And mm-hmm. if you don't care about them, then you don't care if they die. Yeah. But when you care about them and you're like, don't kill Radish, oh my God, don't yeah. kill Radish, then it becomes a whole different totally. Thing.
1: Yeah. I think also, too, it feels like it feels like those kind of characters become very secondary to, again, like whatever the motivation is of the big bad or like whatever the killer's deal is or whatever, or, you know, kind of some of these modern ones, if it like if dreams are involved or ghosts are involved, like the rules of the ghost world, like that becomes the most and then you just have these bland people where you're just like, I mean, you could die right now. I'm pretty good with that, you know, but like, yeah, to have somebody that's so totally himself like Radish was. You're, you know, we're like, that guy's great. Like, no, like the whole, t- you know,
0: anything. I want, that- I wish I knew what he, he's listening to show tunes at one point where they come into his room. Mm-hmm. If somebody knows what the show tune is, uh, I'm at Julia C Marquesi. I would love to know what that is because it's some sort of operatic something. A Wildman comes in and hits his, hits yeah, yeah, his yeah, record yeah. player, which is like
1: the biggest dick move of all. If like you make- hit somebody's needle on the record player, that's just not cool. No, that is not cool. But, you know, it's wild man. He doesn't give. Also, what I do enjoy uh, about Courtney, going back to her, because she is a final girl and she does make it towards the end, um, when she finally does get in the position where she has to take the killer out, um, what I think is, and again, I don't know if it's intentional or not, what is so interesting is because she's this very like, oh, everything's okay. Oh, your theory about people being psychopaths or crazy or whatever, when she comes down to it where she has to essentially stab him to death um, which is a sequence that goes on and on and on and on she is crackers at the very end of it like she stabs him I think we counted 12 times 12 times so she stabs him 12 times and then and it's like They've clearly given the actress, like, something to stab because their are things where, like, she's not just going up and down with one hand. Like, she'll use two hands and then it's, like, effort to take the knife out and then effort to put the knife back in. Like, it goes on and on. But she's done. He's dead. And then she just kind of walks over to the side of the steps and, like, curls herself in a ball and just rocks and credits. And that's it. And we're, like... Wow, okay. So you gotta give so it's many not like, so many props to a film. Totally. That, like, but it's not like oh it's gonna be all right, no. oh she's a better person, or no, she's a final girl, but there's a cost. <laughs> like they're you know they are and carting Courtney, her off to the funny farm. Totally, and like Courtney's kind of mad. Like that's the that's it. That's that's the gig, you know, like she made it, but like yeah, the movie just totally owns the like, yeah, she made it, but she's insane. That's and it. we'll never figure out
0: how these people are <laughs> and they're dead and oh, PS, they're still a killer. Stuck in a freezer. Stuck in a freezer. So, <laughs> so we think final exam two is got to happen and maybe Radish wasn't killed.
1: Maybe mm-hmm. Radish, it was all an elaborate prank and That'll he's still awesome. alive. Yeah. But again, it's like, it, I don't know if it's going to be Guy in Freezer or Guy in Freezer's son or whatever, but like, you don't need to give him motivation. Like, don't, you know, just have tons of interesting characters and like, you can make it all claustrophobic on like a college campus that's half empty and like, amazing. But I think amazing. this is
0: a good, this is a good one for if you're aspiring Horror writer, I think, mm-hmm. to be like, okay, you don't, you don't have to do it the same way. Mm-hmm. You can be different, and you can not explain things. But there's, so there's, there's movies that don't explain things in a lazy way and there's movies that don't explain things in a cool way and Mm -hmm. it's just like okay, you're
1: never going to find out how those people are but it's not laziness it's just a point that that all people are. Mm
0: -hmm. you never know
1: no and I think the fact that like Radish makes that speech early on about like you know people just do it perfect strangers wake up in the morning and they do whatever and then to have that play out like it's clearly intentional like it's clearly so I feel like I'll I'll give him credit for that I feel like that was actually uh, that was meant to happen Um, the quote the title for this episode uh, Shades of Watergate comes from a quote that Radish one of a great Quote the rat has before he discovers the body um, of the guy stuffed in the locker. uh, He goes to the gym and tries the door, and it should be locked, but it's not. So he opens it and sees that it's open, and goes ah. Shades of Watergate and then walks in. He's like, God, that's so fucking great. That's so fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, I, I, there are several
0: of Radish's lines that are my favorite, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he turns into tests and says, I'd like an A, please.
1: <laughs> um, and it's the first one to finish with his test. And when of everybody course. groans, says, I
0: can't help it if I'm brilliant. Yeah, like he
1: finishes, he's that guy who finishes the test early and stands up, and everyone else is like halfway through theirs, and everyone's like, oh. You can't help but if I'm brilliant. Uh, great.
0: Um, and I also, one uh, well, of my other favorite quotes is uh, Gary, who is treed, is waiting for Janet to come get him and uh, mm. shivering with ice in his crotch. Uh, the bitch is always late. Yeah. You don't say that? Aww, Aww, poor Gary.
1: Poor Gary. Um, and they're definitely aware than some of the tropes about like, you know, useless cops, uh, adults not being helpful at all, like Courtney totally and Radish totally being left up to their own devices, people not believing them. The only way they're going to get out of it is if they take full ownership of like what's going on. Um, there's also a really great sequence where... I think it is, is it Courtney who like walks into that room? Or is that Uh, Janet? That was Janet. Um, There's a a creepy, the, the killer has been watching somebody else in like a sort of a back kitchen area where the kids leave their trays after they're done eating. And she walks in and she kind of looks around and gets a vibe in the room. And she just turns around and immediately leaves. Like she walks in a creepy room, and rather than like walking around being like "Hello, is anyone in here? What's going on?" like she just like no, and just turns around and walks right out. Of like,
0: good for you, good for you. And we this, but this was one of a you know, in our survival guide mode, we did learn from Radish that uh, watching horror movies and knowing about horror movies can't necessarily save you. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is sad. That is sad because we were like, this is how we survive. But then you watch Radish and Randy, and you go, yeah. oh,
1: maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, maybe not so much. Well, also, I think I too. I think it's a good lesson too. Like. You you could know all these things, but you still you can't get. I feel like both Randy and Radish suffer from like the fate when they get too enraptured in their knowledge. When they're like, because like Randy gets it when he's spouting off all the stuff that he knows, and he's going, he's monologuing hardcore, and then like he's not paying attention to the van that's right behind him, and you know. And I feel like Radish is so eager uh, eager to go in and like save Courtney and do all this stuff, and he's not really paying attention to like. So always be on your guard. You do have to always be on guard. You got to have the balance. You got the balance. Like you can't let the knowledge be like, I know all the stuff, I'll be fine. Like you still always got to be on the lookout. You know, for creepy guys in army jackets that have twins. (laughs) (laughs) Why are there not more twin killers? That's true. Yeah, I don't think there are more. Well, I mean, I guess we could answer. There's probably a lot of reasons why there aren't more twin killers. But, like, I just... We could be wrong, but I swear. Like, if you watch the movie, it really doesn't make sense. Unless there's twins. There,
0: there 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 are, and I've you know obviously watched a lot of this movie a lot of times. And there's you know, there's a sequence uh, where uh, the Lisa is being killed at the same time, Janet's being killed at the same time, Radish is being killed. Like,
1: there's and different- yeah, and then they're in totally different buildings, so mm-hmm. it's not even like you know he's sprinting from murder to murder. Yeah, it's like no, definitely. And the freezer thing, I think, totally seals it. Again. If we're wrong, feel free <laughs> to attack us on social media. But I
0: feel I feel so, pretty good about well, it. I feel it's identical twins who were sent to Vietnam together and <laughs> saw the horrors of, of war together, and came Wham- back and twang. were like, "This is how this is how we
1: mm-hmm. repay the
0: government for what they've done to us
1: for a bunch of college kids that don't even pay taxes." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes
0: that makes tons of sense, right?
1: <laughs> All the sense. <laughs> the only thing I'm also really sad about this is that when we did look this up on IMDb, it has a 4.8 out of 10. It like, deserves
0: so much more. See,
1: kids, what I, are you, what are I would doing like us, to feel
0: like, that, you know, I have had a small part in helping this film regain its, it's, it's true uh, audience. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe by my absurd love of, of, of <sighs> radish uh-huh. and, and wild man who mm-hmm. I, I don't want to slight no. wild man in any Ralph way. Brown who plays wild man. You're amazing, sir. Wow. Yeah. Really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: just
0: give it a try.
1: Just get some more get some more love. If yeah. this is
0: one that you haven't heard of, uh, then you should, you know, and and obviously we've spoiled all of it for you. But uh you, mm. you know, it's really worth it. It is
1: really worth it. Yeah, and strange is good, you know. I feel like I don't know. I feel like sometimes some of the poor movies on IMDb that get better ratings are ones that are just very I don't know, like, but totally by the rule book. And totally and like this movie's weird and like you got to you got root for the weird ones. You got to root for How like, much do you trust IMDb rating though? I don't, but I still get like oh, if a movie I really love has a really bad score. I'm always like, "Oh, you guys!" To but, the world, you
0: but, guys,
1: you but, know. But radish, but radish. So yeah. Um, all right, well, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Horror Movie Survival Guide here at the Circus. And do be sure to tune in next week. We'll be talking about William
0: Friedkin's. The Exorcist.
1: Uh, uh, uh. Um, this movie's really scary. Yeah, it's really scary. I'm really upsetting. Oh, it's we're going like, to talk about some very upsetting scary. things. There was a lot of rocking with Marion in this movie, so <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you all about the rocking <laughs> next time. My name is Julia Marchesi. And I'm Marion mm-hmm.
0: Kerr. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and the like. Mm-hmm. And uh, go watch the final exam. Radish, for, radish Rocks. Radish Rocks. So, go out there and find Final Exam. Uh, obviously, the DVD I recommend because you can listen to my commentary. Watch the movie first. Yes. Then watch with commentary. Yes. That's what I recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, VHS, obviously, which I have. Mm-hmm. Um, also available on Amazon. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, there are lots of ways to see this film. Yeah. I'm Marion Kerr. I'm Julia Marchesi. And we will see you next time for The Exorcist. Uh-uh-uh. We're into survival.